Well, good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be with you here this evening. I want to thank Keith and the rest of the committee for the kind invitation to come and spend a week with you all to enjoy fun and fellowship and especially to open God's Word with you. Uh, You'll see that from the bulletin this evening, we have a rather long scripture reading. Uh, I would like us to do something that I've never seen done before, and that is to read all of the songs of ascents back to back in one go. So if you could open your Bibles, please, to the book of Psalms, and um, we're going to read Psalms 120 to Psalm 134. And uh, in case you're wondering, uh, that is the correct pronunciation of this book of the Bible. (laughs) And you'd better get used to it, because that's how I'm going to say it all week. So, Psalms 120 to 134. As you know, our theme this week is songs for the journey. And the songs for the journey that God has given us are these little Psalms right here, 120 to 134. So, I'd like us to read them all. And I think when we do so, we'll see some patterns that we're going to find uh, throughout our studies this week. Let's give attention to the Word of God. In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and He heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, or what shall be done to you, you false tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree. Woe is me that I dwell in Meshach, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together where the tribes go up the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, 
so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. For we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease with the contempt of the proud. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Do good, O Lord to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them away with the workers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house, your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, 
May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back. They made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor he who binds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. Lord, remember David and all of his afflictions How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord. A dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of the woods. Let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The Lord has sworn in truth to David. He will not turn from it. I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I shall teach them, their sons also shall sit upon your throne forevermore. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. 
There I will make the horn of David grow. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed one. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown shall flourish. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. Amen. Well, this is the word of God. It's not the word of man, and it's written for our blessing this evening. And may he indeed bless this reading to our souls this evening. Well, as you know, our conference theme is the theme, the songs for the journey. And we're going to be considering several of these songs of ascents, Psalms 120 to 134, which were sung by the people of God as they made their journey up to the house of God in Jerusalem for their annual feasts. Now, for most of God's people, it was a long, arduous journey. And the theme of journey or pilgrimage is, as you probably know, a very common biblical metaphor for the Christian life with all of its ups and downs. And in this brief opening session, I've been asked to simply introduce the series for the week. This evening... Like these Israelites, we are glad that our feet are standing here. At least my feet are standing. You get to take the weight off your feet after a long day of travel, no doubt. And some of us have traveled a long way to get here. Probably a few of us here only had a couple of hours to travel. Others, including my family, it was a journey lasting several days. It's a long road trip to Colorado from western Pennsylvania, nearly 1,500 miles. Uh, And the journey took a bit of planning. It did for all of us, I'm sure. And when my family travels, there are five things uh, we usually want to consider for a long road trip. Perhaps you can identify. Number one is the playlist for the journey. Okay, the playlist for the journey. This is really, really important for some of us here. I don't know about your family, but when we get in the car, we're finally loaded up, and we're on the road, the first thing we have to do is to find some good driving music, right? And um, that may be different for different people here. It's a long way to go. Uh, If you're traveling with young children, the in-flight entertainment is really, really important uh, for the many miles you have to go. And some families, I understand, not mine, but some families uh, like to sing together uh, while they travel on long road trips. Uh, Perhaps other members of the family put the earbuds in to block out the singing uh, of the rest of the family on the road trip. Uh, Our family usually has a playlist, though, a playlist of sorts. 
and the sound of music and kids' movies uh, provide the soundtrack across the mile. So we get that sorted, the playlist for the journey. On a more serious note, though, uh, we have to consider the challenges of the journey. The challenges of the journey. Because with a long journey, there can be setbacks. Unexpected things can happen that interrupt the trip. Maybe it's car problems. Uh, Maybe you forget something really important and you have to go back. Uh, Lots of things can, uh, of course, go wrong. Maybe somebody gets sick on the journey. We used to have a lot of that uh, with our kids when they were younger. Um, Maybe it's homesickness. Uh, Some of us here may be homebodies, and we don't maybe prefer to be away from home uh, very long. You get a few miles down the road, and uh, you're driving along, and you get the chorus of, Are we nearly there yet? No, dear, we're not, okay? Um, Or maybe you're there one day, and after that day, when are we going home? Homesickness can be a a real thing uh, when you make a long uh, journey. And that's not uncommon, because when we're on a long journey, we are sojourners. Uh, That's a word we don't use maybe too much, but a sojourner simply means uh, we're passing through. Uh, We maybe stay at a hotel uh, or a campsite en route uh, on the way, but we don't belong there. So we have challenges uh, on the journey. Third thing that we have to consider is the vehicle for the journey. The vehicle for the journey. We need a car that is going to safely convey us to our destination. And we have to ask, is it reliable? Does it have enough gas for the journey? Or are there adequate places to stop and refuel in the wide open spaces of the American Midwest? Does it have a GPS? We need to be able to find our way to our destination. My old minivan... Uh, is parked up the hill there. It passed the 220,000 mile mark somewhere across western Kansas uh, a couple of days uh, ago. Uh, It has endured many knocks. Uh, It is covered in scratches and on long trips with five kids it begins to resemble a trash can uh, after a little while. Maybe you can identify with that as well. But you know for these weeks uh, that vehicle is home. Right? It's kind of home uh, away from home. So we have the playlist of the journey, we have the challenges of the journey, the vehicle for the journey, and then we have the company for the journey. The company for the journey. It's a family road trip, or maybe some of you carpooled with friends. But the point is, we have traveling companions, and usually our family is just excited to be back on the road, uh, to be leaving behind uh, the cloudy skies of Pittsburgh uh, and heading towards views like that. Okay, it's lovely to see the big sky. Now, I'm sure this doesn't happen in your car, uh, but sometimes on long trips, travelers uh, don't get along very well. Uh, sometimes they get cranky. It's been a long time in the car and we haven't stretched our legs and voices get raised. Uh, We can't always choose the company uh, for the journey, but we can choose how we will interact with that company. And then finally, we have, fifthly, the purpose of the journey. The purpose of the journey, and that's the most important question. Why are we on the road at all? Uh, We're going to a destination, Our journey is purposeful. 
We've been invited this week to undertake a journey. And in this case, we're traveling to a place where we will enjoy delightful communion with God and with each other. And the identity of the travelers is tied up with the destination of the journey. We are God's people, and we rejoice when we hear God's invitation to load up, and we reply, let us go up to the house of the Lord. And so here we are at Golden Bell, having experienced the playlist and the challenges, the vehicle, the company, and the purpose of the journey. Now, I want to suggest this evening that these five aspects of the journey illustrate the five teaching sessions that we're going to have this week. So with the rest of my time this evening, I want to introduce you. I want to give you a roadmap or perhaps GPS coordinates for where we're heading this week in our teaching session. Session one, of course, this evening is entitled Songs for the Journey. And we just read all of them. 120 to 134, 15 songs, and this corresponds to the playlist, right? Uh, The playlist for the journey, and it's God's playlist. He has put these songs on our lips, and they're more than just man's attempt to express what he is feeling in each of them. They are God's infallible direction on how you ought to feel. These songs of ascents that I've just read to you are a collection bound together by a common theme. Uh, Each of these 15 psalms bears the same title. Each song in the collection has its own point of origin with a variety of different authors and a single unknown compiler who brought them all together under this theme of ascents or literally goings up. What is this unifying theme? Well, as I've said, most commentators agree that they were used by God's people as they made the journey up to Jerusalem for the corporate worship of the annual feasts. And they were used as pilgrim psalms. Now, this doesn't mean they have no relevance to us today in the New Testament, because as with the entire Old Testament, the coming of Christ transforms them. And their fuller meaning comes to light. They express both corporately as a church and individually as Christians your experience in the world as you make your pilgrim journey towards the heavenly Jerusalem. And what does your Christian life, your earthly pilgrimage look like? Well, in the course of your journey, there are many different settings. It could be your workplace could be your home, the open road. There are many different relationships. Relationship with your husband or wife, with your children, with the world, with fellow believers. And then there are many different emotions in the Christian life. There's yearning and satisfaction, anxiety and hope, disappointment and encouragement, loneliness and fellowship, depression and joy. And we're going to find that all of these settings, relationships, and emotions are found, packed into this 15-psalm collection. We, We might even say that it's a kind of psalter within the psalter, providing an extensive 
yet compact survey of the highs and the lows of your earthly pilgrimage. And I I hope you heard that as we read all of them back to back. Ups and downs, highs and lows. It's a playlist to sing on our journey. And most important of all, of course, these songs for the journey are full of Christ. Christ who shared our earthly pilgrimage. He shared the experience of the psalmist, sin only accepted. And he who shared our goings up and has ascended into heaven can sing them with us. Indeed, he sang these psalms himself as he went up to Jerusalem year by year from childhood. And no doubt on that final climactic journey as he went up to Jerusalem to die for our sins. Now, we just read them all in order to give a sense of the scope of the playlist. And as we did so again, I hope you could detect the wide variety of themes and cadences illustrative of life's journey. But our playlist this week, uh, of course, has to be limited. Much as I'd love this camp to last 15 days, and we could do a study on each of them, See the color draining from some of the organizers at the prospect, perhaps. But uh, we're going to have to be selective, obviously. And we're just going to look at uh, four of the 15 songs for the journey, which I think really capture some of the key uh, aspects of the Christian life. And the first one we'll examine in detail tomorrow is Psalm 120. That's session two, uh, a song for the homesick. This corresponds to the challenges of the journey that I was talking about a moment ago. Uh, We're going to see that Psalm 120 describes the Christian as a temporary resident in this world. And the territory that we have to journey through, like God's people in the wilderness, is inhospitable. It is dry, difficult. There's enemies and threats which make us all the more eager to press on to Canaan. Now, several of the songs we just read address the challenges of the journey. There's Psalm 121, for example, the so-called Traveler's Psalm, where the Lord, you remember, keeps our feet from slipping on the journey so that the sun will not harm us by day nor the moon by night. There's Psalm 124 and Psalm 129 that describe the sufferings of God's people on the journey when people rose against us to swallow us alive, Psalm 124.2. And when the plowers plow on our backs, Psalm 129 verse 2. But the one I've decided to go with, and it was a hard choice, uh, is the very first one, uh, Psalm 120. Because it paints such a powerful and vivid picture of what I'm calling homesick Christians. People who dwell as strangers in the foreign land of Meshach, a culture whose standards and expectations are radically different from those of the king they love and to whose kingdom they are journeying. Friends, Christians are people who are homesick for heaven while on their journey. And this psalm tomorrow we're going to see is that chorus of plaintive voices in the back of the car. Are we nearly there yet? And all too often the journey becomes uncomfortable. We just want to get there. And that's what we're going to see tomorrow. That takes us to session three on Wednesday. It's a song for the church. It's Psalm 122. 
And this, you see, corresponds with the vehicle for the journey. That is such an important part of our travel. It describes the Christian as a member of the visible church. The Christian is saved by grace alone, through faith in Christ alone, and the church is the vehicle that God has provided in which we travel to our destination. And even though it's very old, and like my minivan has incredibly high mileage, it is promised that this vehicle is going to make it to the end of the journey. So you want to be in this vehicle, and you want to hear Psalm 122. God has bequeathed to her the means of grace, and especially the scriptures, which are the roadmap for the journey. And he constantly fills her with the Spirit to make sure that she will run her course. Now, since the songs were written for the Jews as they went to worship at the temple, it's not surprising to us that several of these songs of ascents describe the church using that Old Testament imagery. For example, Psalm 125 talks of the security we enjoy as the church. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. Psalm 132 speaks of the church as the dwelling place of the Messianic King. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. Or Psalm 134 speaks of the corporate praises of God's people standing by night in the house of the Lord. We all have our favorite Psalms. I've chosen 122, which will teach us how to be joyful church members, informed church members, and active church members, serving our King on the journey with our hearts, our heads, and our hands. Then on Friday morning, session four, we're going to go to Psalm 127, which is a song for the home. And this corresponds to the company that we enjoy on the journey. We are not called to travel to heaven all by ourselves. As I said, this is a family road trip. And the songs of ascents have a lot to say about the Christian's domestic life. Psalm 128 describes three generations of covenant children serving the Lord with joy. And the one I've chosen, Psalm 127, describes where the Christian will spend a whole lot of his Christian life. And that's at home. So we're going to think about that together, whatever your situation in life may be. Children or parents, singles or seniors, our culture, as you know, is bringing increasing pressure to bear on the Christian home. And this psalm is going to show us how to confront and to overcome them in Christ, who is the home builder, ensuring the next generation is equipped to stand for his truth in the world. We're going to think about the stability of the home and the stresses of the home and the successors of the home. And that will bring us to our last session, Friday night, our consecration service, which will be a song for the forgiven in Psalm 130. And this one corresponds with the purpose for the journey. Maybe some of you have come here this week and you're maybe feeling a little bit aimless 
in your life. Maybe you're invited here uh, by a friend, or maybe your mom and dad dragged you here uh, as usual, uh, maybe against your will. And maybe you're asking the question, what is the Christian journey all about? Well, we're going to see from Psalm 130 that it's about Jesus and the salvation he brings. And we'll be thinking about that in Friday's consecration service. Of course, all of our lives are supposed to be consecrated to God. You don't need a special service to do that for you. But why are we to live consecrated lives? It's in order to thank God for what he has done in showing us grace and providing such a glorious sacrifice for our sins. Now we find the gospel and its effects again in many of these songs of ascent. We could have chosen 123. Our eyes look to the Lord until he has mercy on us. Or 131 that describes the Christian's tranquility of heart, like a weaned child trusting God's wise providence over his life. But I think nowhere is the Christian gospel more clearly explained in this collection than Psalm 130, which the Apostle Paul quotes in Romans 4 as containing the heart of the gospel, the imputation of Christ's righteousness received by faith alone. So, that's the roadmap. That's where we're going this week. And this evening, I want to invite all of you uh, to join me on this journey. God has given us these songs for the journey, and he's given them to us so that we might sing them. And we'll be doing plenty of that this week. I hope many of the songs of Ascents, and we'll be doing that also uh, in just a moment by singing together the song which perhaps best captures the idea of traveling on life's journey, Psalm 121. So why don't I invite you to turn there? We're going to pray first, um, and after I've prayed, I'll invite you, uh, well, why don't I invite you to stand now? Let's stand to pray, and uh, after the prayer, we will sing 121b, and then remain standing for the benediction. Let's unite our hearts together in prayer. Our Father, we thank you that you have given to us songs for the journey. Indeed, we want to thank you above all that you have invited us to come on this journey. We live in a world, O oh Lord, where so many people wander aimlessly. They have no sense of what life is about or where they are going. But we want to thank and praise you that you have given us lives that are purposeful to glorify you to enjoy you forever. And we want to thank you for this playlist you've given us. We thank you for the songs that we can sing that speak to us of the gospel, that speak to us of the many different ups and downs of our journey and the many different settings in which you've called us to serve you. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would be present with us to bless this week. We ask you'd give us open hearts to receive your word and we ask that you would apply it to each one of our lives. Father, thank you that you know each one of your children here in this place. You know the burdens that have been carried to camp this week. You know, oh Lord, the particular needs that weigh upon our minds. We thank you, Lord, that you've brought us to a place where we can enjoy a season of rest and a season of prolonged focus on your word. 
May you bless all of these things for our sanctification, that we might grow to be more and more like Jesus, who sang these songs, who loved these songs. May we learn to love them as well. Bless us, therefore, in our time together. We ask all of this with the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Amen.